So last time we talked about propositions and we start out with the notion of deductive and inductive reasoning. And we said that, you know, in mathematics, we're primarily concerned with deductive reasoning. That is starting from a set of axioms and deriving truths from those axioms. And we talked about what a proposition is. You know, we said that a proposition um, is a sentence that is either true or false. And where we left off was particularly with the logical connectives. So today we're going to look at logical connectives, which is how we can sort of combine propositions to core into complex um, statements uh, and more complex propositions about the world or about particular things. We're also going to look at truth tables, which is a way for us to analyze propositions um, and discover what their truth values must be. Uh, we're going to look a little bit and discuss some propositional forms and well-formed formulas. And I, that might uh, take care of us for today. So what are logical connectives? Well, these are just operators, essentially. They're used to combine uh, propositions to create compound propositions. So we have a lot of different types. Today we're going to look at the three most basic ones. And as we move on in more and more episodes, we'll discover other types of logical connectives that we can use to construct propositions. So let's start out with one of the most basic uh, logical connectives that there is, and that is conjunction. And so let's say, let's start out and say we have two propositions, P and Q. This could be anything, but for the sake of our example, we'll say P is that I'm drinking a cup of coffee and Q is that it is raining, okay? So the conjunction P and Q um, is exactly true when P is true and Q is true. So in this example, I would be drinking a cup of coffee. As a, so when I'm drinking a cup of coffee and it is raining, then the, prop, the conjunction, the compound proposition P and Q is true. I'm drinking a cup of coffee and it's raining outside. In all other cases, it is not true. The conjunction is false. So if it's raining outside, but I'm not drinking a cup of coffee, well, that's false. If it's, you know, if I'm drinking a cup of coffee, but it's not raining, that is also false as well. And if I'm neither drinking a cup of coffee, nor is rain outside, well, in that condition, the conjunction is also false. So that's the idea of conjunction. The conjunction is that two things, P and Q, um, uh, are, is it is true when only both those two things are true. Uh, then we can look at disjunction. So the disjunction is P or Q, and it's exactly true when either P, well, let's phrase this slightly differently. It's true when at least one P or Q is true. So taking the example with I'm drinking coffee and it's raining outside, we have P is, uh, let's say I'm drinking coffee. And when that's true, then regardless of whether it's raining or not, the statement is true because I'm saying, you know, P or Q is um, I'm drinking coffee or it is raining outside. So if I'm drinking coffee, it's true. If it's raining outside, it's true. If I'm drinking coffee and it is raining outside, that is also true. And it's only false in the case that I'm not drinking and it is not raining outside. And the last sort of, uh, the last logical connective I think we want to look at is negation. And this is, we can write it as not P or with P being some proposition. And it's true exactly when P is false or vice versa. It sort of gives the opposite truth value of the truth value of P. So if 
Um, P is I'm drinking coffee, and I'm drink. Then not P would be I'm not drinking coffee. Uh, so we can think of these logical connectives as sort of granting the compound propositions um, true or false. We could also um, have it, these could also be represented as T or F, the true or false values, or as one or zero. So let's go through some examples to see if we can understand this a little bit in more detail. So we let P equals, so P is going to be the statement or the proposition three is not equal to one, and Q is going to be the statement three is odd. So P and Q, what is, what property, that's a compound proposition. It is that three is not equal to one and three is odd. Now this proposition is true because three is not equal to one and three is odd are both true. Now what about P or Q? So three is not equal to one or three is odd. Well, since three is not equal to one is true, um, then this, the proposition is true, but uh, it just happens to be the case that three is odd is also true. Um, now, not Q would be three is even. Well, that that is false. And not P is three is equal to one. So it's it's that it would be, to phrase this differently, we could say it is not the case that three is not equal to one. It's a little odd phrasing, but it's equivalent to saying three is equal to one, and that's false. So now let's look at some, try to ingrain this in some more. Let's look at some true propositions, see how the logical connectives of conjunction, disjunction, and negation can be applied with true propositions, and then how we can use conjunction, disjunction, and negation, um, and some false propositions that arise from using those. So let's take the proposition one is less than two, and two is less than three. Is that true or false? Well, one is less than true. It's true. And so we're, we know we're using conjunction. The conjunction two is less than three is also true. So since both propositions are true, the entire proposition is also true. Now let's use disjunction. So the square root of five is less than the square root of 10. Or lizards can breathe in space. Let's analyze this for a second. So the square root of five is less than 10. That's true. Now, lizards can breathe in space is false. Lizards cannot breathe in space. But because this is disjunction, so we're using or, and one of the propositions is true, namely square root of five is less than square root of 10, then the entire proposition is true by our definition of disjunction that we used earlier. Now, let's finally look at a case of negation. It is not the case that the square root of nine is greater than 30. Let's think about this for a second. Well, what is the square root of nine? It is three. Is three greater than three? No, it is not. So it is not the case that square root of nine is greater than three is true. That is a true proposition. So now let's look at some false propositions. Again, using conjunction, we have E is rational and the first president of the United States was George Washington. Now, the first president of the United States was George Washington, that's true, but E is not rational, E is irrational. And since both um, components of the conjunction are um, not true, the entire proposition is false. Now, let's look at a disjunction. Five is greater than seven, or seven is greater than eight. Well, five is not greater than seven, and is also not the case that seven is greater than eight. So we have no 
um, component of the disjunction here in which we have a true uh, component. Therefore, the entire proposition is false. And finally, it is not the case that 4 is divisible by true. Well, is 4 divisible by true? By 2? Yes, that is true. But a negation of a true statement is, again, a false statement. So all these propositions are false. So we've given some examples of conjunction, uh, disjunction, and negation. Negation, uh, you know, ne negates the value of the proposition. Um, disjunction requires that at least one of the parts, how, how can we phrase this? P and Q, or the propositions P and Q, let's say, um, at least one of those be true. And finally, conjunction requires that both P and Q be true when P and Q are propositions. Now, a way that we can more technically analyze propositions instead of using sentences is we can write out what's known as truth tables. And this is where you can create a tabular structure in which your propositions are columns. So you could imagine a table with a header and you would put, you know, as the first element in your header, you would have P and then you would have the second header for the second column be Q. And then for the third column, you would have P and Q. And then for each one of your rows, you have the truth, you have the truth values of the propositions. So for instance, in the first row, so let's imagine we have the table. Let's do the truth table for conjunction. Okay. So we have in column one, we have P in column two, we have Q and in column three, we have P and Q. So in the first row, we would have P true, Q true, and P and Q is therefore true. In the second row, we would have P false, Q true, and therefore P and Q is false. In the third row, we would have P true, this time Q false, and P and Q is false. And then finally, for the fourth row, we would have P and Q both false in their respective cells, and P and Q would then therefore be false. And now you can build up more and more complex um, compound. You can analyze essentially any co compound proposition in these terms, writing in the truth values and the values and the false values and determine whether or not the compound proposition itself is true or false. So let's give a little bit of terminologies, but we're going to just to put this out there so you know what it is. A propositional form is an expression which contains finitely many propositional symbols. So when we're talking about propositional symbols, we're talking about P, Q, R, which re themselves represent propositions. And so a propositional form is just some expression containing infinitely many of those. And well-formed formulas, these are expressions that are single letters or they're formed correctly from the definitions of logical connective. So a well-formed formula might be P. A well-formed formula would also be P and Q. A well-formed formula would be P and Q or R. And so I hope now that we've discussed, you know, conjunction, disjunction, and negation, that you have a good idea of what some logical connectives are so that when we talk about them later, uh, we can look at this in more detail.